0: This is Turning Left, a NASCAR podcast. Tune in each week for race recaps, race previews, winner predictions, gambling odds, and driver fantasy scores. Buckle up, hold your line, and keep turning left.
1: Well, Kalman, I know you have to be very excited about today's episode because, as everybody predicted, William Byron gets his second all-time Cup Series win at Homestead Miami.
0: Man, I'll be honest with you; I don't know if I've ever started off a podcast episode this excited to actually talk about this. Like this, this took me back to you know my my younger years of watching Jeff Gordon win win some races. It, it just felt great seeing that number twenty four back in victory lane again. It's freaking awesome, dude.
1: Unbelievable. And I, I say everybody expected sarcastically, of course, because I don't think he was on anybody's radar. I know he wasn't on ours. He didn't really make it into our our pre-race prediction episode. Um, and he kind of came out of nowhere. He started back in 31st and um, he, had a, he drove the crap out of that car all the way up from the first stage to, you know, he, he got up very, very quick. And uh, his odds, I think, were something like plus 3,300 or plus 3,400. So I, I don't Man. think he was on anybody's radar.
0: No, no, he wasn't. And a lot of times when it comes to this kind of thing, like when we're when we're picking like our favorite sports teams and stuff, it's like, oh well, you know who's gonna who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year? It's like, well, of course I'm gonna say, you know, my favorite sports team, the Eagles, all the time, right? But you know, for our predictions and stuff, you know, Byron's obviously my favorite driver, and I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna pick it because you know I'm trying to be as you know neutral as possible. But man, I'll be honest, after that race, I, I think we can throw that out the window because. I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of sold on on Byron for this year and I, I didn't think I'd say that this year you know I, th- I think that I was kind of expecting this to occur like sometime next year I'm, I'm shocked I can't believe that this this happened
1: we have some notes here from the race we're not going to break down the entire race but we have some some talking points that we had I guess we'll start with the pre-race Denny Hamlin who was on the pole was pushed to the rear for unsanctioned changes to the car along with Alex Bowman and Corey LaJoy. Denny Hamlin who I had on my race prediction uh to do very well. He made it up the field pretty quickly, I guess. You know, even starting in the back, but he never really felt like a contender this race? No. Yeah, he
0: he definitely didn't. You know, I think that it just seemed like they never really got that car like perfectly right. It just kind of seemed like he was struggling and it was just kind of like they were behind the eight ball just throughout the entire race and just trying to play catch up. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to be more of a factor as well. I thought he was going to be, you know, in the top 10 the entire day. And that just really wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, he ran up front a little bit. He did wind up finishing 11th. Uh, This was um, so he lost his top 10 streak because of really, I guess, a late pit road speeding penalty that he got. So uh, he just really couldn't get anything right today. Kyle Busch. Same kind of thing. He had issues right off the bat. I had some notes here. Um, He's somebody who I tripled down on. Again, I I said I had a gut feeling that he was going to win, and he was my pick going into this race. Goes to show my gut was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy with his car right off the bat. Um, although he did he, he did move up pretty quick, but he was. Uh, they cut to his radio pretty early on the race and said his car just did not feel like the Sim. So, you know, he had some really, really bad luck these first two races. And while he did get an 11th place finish, um, again, he, he never really felt just kind of like Denny Hamlin. He never really felt like a contender in this race. Um, and you could tell that right off. Uh, it seemed like, or he could tell that right from the start of the race. Yeah, I mean, I just think that there's something off with that
0: team right now. And it's kind of been that way since last year. Obviously, he is a new crew chief now, and it's going to take time for them to kind of mesh and, you know, get that car how he likes it. But there just seems something's off. Something's off there, and I'm not really sure what. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It's just usually, you know, when you're talking about these NASCAR races, we're talking about Kyle Busch going up there and contending. And really, he didn't seem like he had any chance at all during this race.
1: Chris Buescher would win the first stage. Again, Alex Bowman, another Hendrick car, was up there. He was very impressive after starting in the rear as well. Um, unfortunately for him, he got some right side damage and had some tire rub. And again, he was able to kind of drive it back into the top 10. But same thing, he he was very fast um, up until that point. Hendrick seems to have a pretty promising future with, with these young guys. Kyle Larson, we, we talked him up a lot during the pre-race and our predictions. He was right in there finishing, was he third or fourth? Yeah, Kyle Larson finished fourth. Final, the final order we have, we have William Byron, Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., yeah, Redick. Kyle Larson. They did have some issues though. Uh, you know, We were texting during the race and it seemed like for a while, every single pit stop they made, they were losing spots. I know Kyle Larson had he, I think his first or second pit stop, one wasn't the fault of, I guess, him or his crew. Uh, what they said over the radio or the commentary was that he had to essentially stop or make a quick stop. He almost hit a, another car that I guess had maybe cut him off or cut in front of him. So he lost that. That just threw off the entire pit stop.
0: Yeah, bad pit uh, location for them uh, just in terms of where their boxes were at, it seemed
1: so unfortunate for him. Byron had back-to-back pit stops where uh, he lost positions. I think his third or fourth pit, he was able to gain some, so they were able to get it corrected. Kyle Kyle Larson, for those that don't know, is using the team that Jimmy Johnson had last year, and we know he had some issues with his pit crew last year, so um, they did kind of get it right, uh, but they had a rough start right off the bat. But yeah, the Hendrick Motorsports team, and for those that don't know, Calman and I both, both the drivers we like to root for are in Hendrick Motorsports. Uh Kalman, longtime Jeff Gordon fan. Uh I kinda picked that up from him a little bit. I always like Dale Jr. as well. But uh Jeff Gordon was always right up there too. And, you know, I you know, I like to follow Alex Bowman for that reason. Kalman continued the twenty four legacy here with William yeah. Byron, which is why he's super excited to talk about this race.
0: Oh, I'm pumped, man. You know, last year at Daytona night race when Byron won, I was extremely excited about it, but You know, there's a caveat there, and I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna say that winning at Daytona is not a big deal, but Daytona and even like, you know, road course races, they're kind of like wild card races in, you know, many ways, because everyone's in that race until they're they're out. Until they crash out, they're in that race. So it's not that I wasn't impressed with that win. To me, this win was a lot more impressive because this was a convincing win. This was a dominant win. Like this normal teams, like Teams that you know finish outside the top 10, they don't have performances like this on this type of track. So the fact that he was able to have this type of performance, I think that should send notice to the rest of the competition that this team's for real. So I'm super excited about it, man.
1: It, it's super impressive. And it really was from after Chris Busher's stage win in the first stage, it was just the William Byron show. One stage two was super fast from, from that point on. And... The thing that I thought was unique with him was it seemed like a lot of the cars and a lot of the drivers were running that high line, which made for some really entertaining racing because these guys were whipping it. I mean, how many times did it cut to a car where, you know, that backside was sliding up the track? I mean, they were really, really driving around these corners. At one point, Chase Elliott, I think, had almost wrecked, and Kozlowski really did him a favor, Uh, uh, really, really let off, if you recall that point in the race. But that was happening all day. Uh, That high line really seemed to be the the fast line um, this weekend. And Byron ran a lot closer off the wall, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like his car was actually working really well. Um, It looked like working really well on the bottom, at least on those short runs. If you notice on those restarts, he was just getting by them. I mean, I feel like everyone else was, you know, having to use that high lane. And when, when they would try to go to that inside, they would hang up. And what was really interesting, it seemed like, early on in the race when Byron would use the low lane to pass i think he was still passing cars better than the other cars were but it seemed like once those you know once the uh, the sun went down he was on that bottom he was gone i guess one of the uh, one of the broadcasters said like one of the track reporters said that william byron told them that the race would be won under the lights on the bottom lane so i guess that's what he was talking about but yeah, he, it seemed like his car could work anywhere on that track, and it, was just, it just came alive uh, as soon as the uh, sun went down.
1: Now, Tyler Reddick also had a very impressive performance. We talked about him a little bit on the pre-race, and I think that you had mentioned as well, um, he had one of the highest rankings at this track, but uh, he's had a very good track history at Homestead, Miami. And honestly, if there was maybe another five or 10 laps, he may have caught William Byron, not to take anything away from Byron, but he really figured it out at the end. I think at one point with like 10 to go or maybe even less, he was back about five seconds and I believe he pulled it into about two and a half seconds. So
0: it was something like that. Yeah, he was, he was coming.
1: flying. His odds for this race again uh, was not favored at all. I think he was like plus 34 plus 3,500 heading into the race. Very That's impressive for Tyler Reddick. Uh, Kurt Busch as well. I wanted to talk about, I had some notes from here. Um, he was running top five, pretty much the entire race and towards the end with about 40 to go, he had some vibration in his car and you know, one of the, uh, one of the tires w- was loose. So he was forced to have a-, a green flag pit stop, put him a lap behind. And I think he came out in the late twenties, drove his car back up to eighth, which was nutty. With only 40 to go. So uh, he's having an awesome season as well. I mean, he kind of got caught up in that wreck at Daytona. um, But he's had some really, really fast cars. And I think even with the loose tire, he was still running some of the quickest lap times of anybody. So uh, he's somebody, I think, to really look out for. I'm not not seeing that talked about a lot. And I, I don't know if I can convey how impressive that is.
0: Yeah, I think people forget about him. But he's, I mean, he's a great driver. I mean, he always has been. Man, this could be a big year for him. You know, he could pick up some wins, especially with how this has been going so far, how this has been trending. He could definitely pick up some wins.
1: Going into, uh, again, with Hendrick Motorsports, three drivers in the top 10. The only one that didn't get in the top 10 was uh, both of us had in our fantasy lineups was Chase Elliott.
0: Yeah, I had him as the the highest uh, placing Chevy. I guess I kind of dropped the ball on that one.
1: Yeah, again, you know, he's somebody who, I'm not mad at the pick. I'm going to continue to, you know, pick Chase Elliott and expect great things from him until proven otherwise. Again, even though he didn't get the finish he wanted, he did run 14th, so he wasn't totally out of it. Again, he was sliding up the track, and uh, this was just—I mean, this was the Byron, and the Larson, and for a while, the Alex Bowman show. Um, Kevin Harvick gets another consistent place. Kevin Harvick comes in at fifth. How about Michael McDowell?
0: Man, I'll tell you what, Michael McDowell. You know, obviously, Daytona, you could probably say that it was a fluke. But I mean, he was in the right place at the right time. And you could say that the uh, road course is, un, you know, unpredictable. But man, considering how he started off at Daytona road course and how he finished in the uh, top 10, pretty impressive. But I think this race was actually the most impressive of all for him. He is just showing extreme consistency. You know, there's a lot of talk about if there's 16 different winners or whatever, Michael McDowell might be out. It's not looking like that so far, considering how consistent he's been. I'm, I'm kind of shocked, and it's, it's so quiet, you don't really hear about him throughout the race, but you see the final results, and it's like, holy crap,
1: he just ran a really clean race, <laughs> he's up there in the top 10. It's wild. We've had three different winners, and it's looking like the playoffs this season could be nutty w- with these results. Um, Michael McDowell, just again, to, to further show how impressive, so... Currently this season, there's two drivers with top tens in all three races. One is Kevin Harvick. Like I said, he's been very consistent on all three races. He's done a great job avoiding wrecks, which there was a ton of at Daytona and at the road course. The other guy, Michael McDowell, <laughs> he's never won a race in what was it, three hundred and fifty-six or fifty-seven starts until two it's weeks like fourteen ago. years. So yeah, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And now I'm looking at the full standings. Michael McDowell is fourth. That's ahead of Chase Elliott, <laughs> Kurt Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski. Uh, so if you if you had told me that, uh, would have blew my mind. I I would have bet the house on that yeah. not happening. So. Good for him. Joey Logano was pretty much a non-factor, another big-time driver. He is third in the standings, but really was not a factor at all uh, in this race.
0: No, and you know what? Brad Keselowski wasn't either, and it seemed like the problem with the Penske Fords in this race, it seemed like they got to the certain point where the track was starting to change, and they just weren't making the right adjustments to change with it. You know, you saw they just didn't have the same speed. Like, at the beginning of the race brad keselowski i mean he was contending for that uh first stage win with uh uh, uh who was it uh busher yeah and uh you know he he looked like he was gonna be a factor i think i even texted you i'm like uh, my brad pick and i did the little eyeball emoji you know thinking like you know i'm I'm looking pretty good
1: here you know so i was like oh here we work. go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as kyle bush she's fading away here's Brad keselowski. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, I tried to warn you about Kyle, but no, Brad Kozlowski, I think he finished a lap down. Him and Joey Logano, I think, went into pit, hoping that it would, I guess, cause the the leaders to pit as well. But only a couple of cars went in and that was about it. And it just it was too late. I mean, yeah, you're running a couple of seconds faster per lap, but it's, it's too late at that point. You know, it's the race is over.
1: Yeah, as we said, uh, Denny Hamlin uh, had, you know, that late penalty, which kind of put him back again. He, he was, he was running up at times, but again, to me, just watching the race, I, I never really felt like he didn't seem like he was the best car out on the field. You always no. give the drivers, you know, these veterans, I always give Denny Hamlin, the Kevin Harvick's, uh, one of the reasons I, I had Kevin Harvick in my lineup was I said I think that I don't know that he'll win, but I think he'll put himself in a position to win. And he was there in the end. Um Denny Hamlin could have been in that same position, I suppose, had he not had that penalty. He still is number one in the current standings. He's twenty points ahead of Kevin Harvick, followed by as we just said, Joey Logano, Michael McDowell, and Chase Elliott. And that's the the top five here. One thing I wanted to talk about as well was what happened at the Xfinity race. We had a little Facebook drama this weekend. Do you want to, you want to tell us a little bit about that?
0: Well, so uh, essentially um, I don't have the, the quote here in front of me, but basically uh, Noah Gregskin or Noah Gregson uh, was winning that, uh, that race. And he had like a huge lead. I forget the exact, uh, the exact, you know, lead it was. I think it was like nine seconds or something. He was just killing it. And with, uh, not many laps left to go. He's riding that high lane and the car in front of him blows a tire and he just plows into the back of that car. <laughs> and I mean, it's complete heartbreak for that, for that guy. I mean, you basically have a, a win in the bag and <laughs> it wasn't in the bag. So, uh, he had a really funny, uh, interview after the fact. Um, he, uh, he called the driver. He plowed into a uh, dipshit, which is pretty funny. <laughs> And then he was like going over like his sponsors and stuff, and he was like saying, "I need to go to my local uh, Bass Pro Shops and have a uh, uh, black rifle coffee." It's <laughs> like it, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So, do you have the quote that I
1: guess the car owner I, went on the Facebook or something? Yeah, so I have it here. It just just fun, funny thing to, to mention, I think a comedian has a joke about that. How like NASCAR drivers and race car drivers how. Even you could tell in the post-race interviews when something goes wrong, how you could just tell they don't want to be there, but they still have to list off their sponsors. And it just makes for some really (laughs) unintentionally hilarious interviews. But as you said, a light tire failure for David Starr uh, ruined Noah Gregson's hopes and dreams in Miami. Um, He said, the exact quote was, what are you going to do? You've got dipshits in the way every single week. So that upset (laughs) David Starr's car owner, (laughs) Carl Long, who took to Facebook to respond. He posted a picture of the tire that came apart. And I mean, the tire is shredded. And and this was his reply. So <laughs> Gregson made a statement that we were dipshits that did not belong on the track. Well, this over-entitled mouthpiece did not have enough talent to miss our wreck. We were happy to take home a top 12 finish that rolled right out of our hands, just like the rubber tire, <laughs> or just like the tire rubber rolled off this tire. There's not many people left in this garage who have worked as hard and sacrificed as much to get to this level. Statements like this could and usually do come back and cost him. Hilarious uh, post <laughs> thought unentitled, or I'm sorry, entitled mouthpiece was probably the best insult I've heard in a while.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's a pretty good snapback, you know? That's, oh, man.
1: That's an NASCAR needs, though. It, it, it does. And I totally get Noah being upset. Um, obviously, if you catch somebody right after the race, they're very emotional, if he had a, a chance to do that interview again, I'm sure that uh, you know he would probably word that a little bit differently. Oh, I'm sure um, he would. Yeah, the owner had a point. You, if you go back and look, <laughs> you can clearly see. I, again, I know they're going very fast. These decisions happen in an instant, but it, you can clearly see that the car is slower, and he's still continuing to commit to that high line, and he smashes into the back of him. So I know. I I, I don't understand. I didn't see any view. From his perspective, you can go on Twitter, um, YouTube, even if you just search Noah Gregson. I mean, it should be the first video that comes up. I, he was clearly faster. You would think that he would make some kind of correction. Again, I don't I don't know. I know those things happen in an instant, and I don't want to like Monday morning quarterback. But that yeah, was kind I of think, my reaction looking at it.
0: Yeah, I think what happened was he was stuck on uh, cruise control, and he couldn't disable it. So he just kind wow. of... <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> get <laughs> as you said he lacked the talent to get out yeah. of the way so
0: man it's it's freaking crazy but you know that's that's what nascar needs we need to have these rivalries and we need to have you know just raw emotions after these ra- i mean that's what makes it entertaining you know obviously the racing's great but having that extracurricular activity after the fact is is great so hopefully that that continues hopefully we see some more uh, excitement in the uh, xfinity and the cup series
1: They made that a talking point, um, as far as like how are the teams going to approach Joey Logano and Kozlowski because they got into it um, in Daytona. They said, you know, maybe a little inter-team rivalry is good. You want these guys to be competitive, and you know, before the next Super Speedway, Talladega, they are going to have a meeting to address what you know they want out of each car and each driver in that position. But yeah, I mean, again, I feel like number one, we've talked about this. I think a couple shows ago, how NASCAR doesn't really get covered like other sports. For example, probably the best race of the season, and and Miami yeah. I think is turning into, if not already, the best mile and a half track. I mean, that was a great race. It, it was super easily entertaining. the best race. Super yeah, I loved it. NASCAR on Fox, they gave us a whole. We got William Byron's interview, and that was about it. And then it cut to the next show. We got like nothing. Where like I think NBC used to do like an hour post race, but we don't get any coverage at all. Um, which is unfortunate because you don't really get to see that personality and, uh, you know, things like this that happen, you know, where they get to interview every, you know, not every driver, but drivers that had maybe events throughout the race. You don't really get that in these post cap interviews, uh, at least on the network. So I don't know what Fox is doing or what their plan is, but yeah, I agree. I, we need headlines.
0: Yeah. Cause that was one of my favorite things to do is actually watch the interviews after the word or uh, afterwards. And yeah, it was basically just like, you know, they cut to William Byron. He's just like, Oh, the car ran real good. And then, <laughs> you know, there goes the next show and that's it. But man, I, I, I'd hope that, I hope that, you know, races like this continue. And I hope that, you know, NASCAR gains its popularity back because that's a good product that was out on the track last night. I, I thought it was amazing. Um, you know just in terms of, of what we've seen i mean the road course is weird and i think they'll get that that right but these uh you know these half miles or you know mile and a half so i think they are man yeah homestead it's it's good it almost kind of makes me sad that it's not the uh, final race of the year anymore
1: really really cuz it would make for for a really entertaining final and, you know, like we said, the stories with Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, these first time winners, it's just been a fun season so far. And I think that we're going to, I think that this might be one of the most entertaining seasons we've seen in a while. I guess time will tell. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you also
0: mentioned rising stars last week. Well, hell, I mean, William Byron. 23? <laughs> yeah, 23, 23 years, years old. You know, it takes time. It's, you know, success isn't instant when you go into these, these, you know, higher you know, echelons of, you know, stock car racing. It's, 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 you know, he had a lot of success in truck, had a lot of success in Xfinity. It takes time to learn cup. I mean, these are the best drivers in the world that you're competing against. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I also wanted to, I wanted to tell you this on the, the podcast too. Um, I did something kind of bad. So Oh God, all right. So one, you, uh, you already knew about this one. I bought the, uh, the Lionel, um, you know, raced die cast for this race, Yeah, which is pretty yeah, cool I
1: picture. I mean, the the quality on these things are ridiculous. You had yeah, the 164 wait. model?
0: Uh it's the uh, 124.
1: The 124, okay.
0: Yep, so I got a 124 Elite. Um so I recently just got the uh, you know, Flame exalta one and I just got the uh the raced edition of the um of this rainbow one from Homestead. And today I went ahead and purchased the raced version of Daytona Night Race from last year as well. So they're all spaced out. So it's not like you have to shell out your money. It just, you know, you pay when they ship. But I'm like, you know, I kind of wish I would have been able to do something like that when Jeff Gordon first started out. I I love the fact that they do do
1: these additions from the race winners.
0: They're cool, man. Because you have like the tape on the grill, which that was always my favorite thing. Because I used to have the, uh, I think the 2005 Jeff Gordon Daytona 500 win. And I always loved that flame car back then because um, before you get to the uh, the spoiler, that portion that's usually blue, I guess it would be the hood. That portion that's usually blue on Jeff Gordon's Daytona cars, he used to put the red back there. I always thought it looked super cool. Then you have like that you know, red tape on the front. Oh, so freaking awesome.
1: I'm, I'm excited to see when it comes in, which I would imagine is probably going to be a bit, right? Uh, they don't even have them made yet. But when you do, we'll for sure post some pictures of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's because Lionel has this uh, this thing where it's like a virtual garage. I want to create one for the podcast where whenever we get like any diecast, we can just upload like the serial number or whatever on there. And then you can kind of view what we have. And if you guys have any of those, you can add us on there and we can compare our uh, virtual garages. But oh man, I wasn't planning on <laughs> getting into a diecast. But thi- this collection. is
1: this if you're going to buy one and splurge, this is the one. Man, yeah, especially I just, for I William can't wait. Byron.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, awesome. it's. It's super exciting and, you know, man, I I didn't really miss, I kind of did and didn't miss the stress of having your driver out in front just praying there's no cautions. There's been so many times where Jeff Gordon was leading and, you know, (laughs) either a caution would come out and then things happen on restarts or, um, you know, there's a short period of of time there where Jeff Gordon wasn't doing great on restarts. So I'm just like, please just stay green. (laughs)
1: that's all i want You're begging you know watch the you know 32nd car you know pop a tire and then it all comes crashing down yeah i, I kind of felt the same thing i'm again you know a hendrick motorsport fan so of course at that point he seemed like he was gonna be the most likely to win so i, I kind of had that pit in my stomach too like man like 10 yeah, more to go it. and then you know five more to go and uh, he had it so it was exciting yeah. and another I, winner of this week Uh, how about William Byron's burnout?
0: Oh man, that was, that was pretty sweet.
1: It was funny after last week, Christopher Bell, uh, was not allowed allowed to to do do a burnout. Yeah. They came (laughs) on the radio. They're like, awesome job, buddy, but no burnout. We got to reuse that engine. So (laughs) it was nice to see uh, a good one by William Byron. So I thought that was cool. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And man, I'm just, I'm super excited for the rest of the season. You know, local Charlotte kid from over here, which is pretty cool. Man, it's it's just it's wild. I couldn't believe it. it, it what's with the the twenty four and rainbows, man? Like, should Jeff Gordon have never ditched the rainbows?
1: It's one of the best schemes of all time, and I do like the black. But what if it matched Byron's uh, fire suit? Did you catch that blue color that I he has? I did.
0: I Why? did. I would have I, liked that too.
1: I so I saw him get on the car, and I was like, this would look gorgeous against that rainbow. Like, I hope that I we get maybe an alternate. We'll see. I mean, I I think the rainbow. I. I dig it. We both didn't really like it at first when they released the photos. Oh, so you come around on it? I've come around a little bit. I have. It, it looks good on the track. I don't think it looks think good, it looks under good, under good the on lights. the pictures. Yeah, but it looks good on the track. So I'm coming around. For reference, we uh, when this was released, I mean, I think I took longer to get onto it than you did. But we both yeah. at first were like, eh, and I'm on board with it now. I I, I love it. I do. Man, I do that wish it was blue. Red
0: though. is so pretty though. That bright red on the hood, and you have it on the on the roof as well. Oh, that's, it's so pretty. I really, really like it.
1: Well, we're going to be looking to see if uh, he can make it into the winner's circle next week. So NASCAR heads to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, it's going to be the Pennzoil 400. That's going to be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. We are going to have a preview and prediction show come up later this week. So be sure to check that out. With that, thanks for tuning in. We'll see ya. See you. See you.